Just another day that the Lord has kept me. Just another day that the Lord has kept me. He's kept me. I don't know the rest of the words of the song. Yo, what's up? I just butchered that song. But I tried to do something a little different. I uh, I did some switcheroos and some changes with the podcast. So um, I don't know if y'all peeped it, but my last episode, there was an error, error <laughs> in the last episode. But we're going to keep it moving. We ain't going to let that thing stop us. We're going to keep on keeping on. So it's just another day that the Lord has kept me. Welcome to episode two. What's good? I'm your host, the Flies Preacher in all the land. D to the Z Y R E. That's me, Desire. I'm here bringing you good tidings and <laughs> good news. Yes, we're on episode two, y'all. Episode two of this podcast, man. I'm excited. Y'all don't know, man, because y'all, if you know me, you know I got a lot to say when it comes to uh, politics and the word of God and and the body of Christ. I have a lot to say, and I'll go back it up with the Word of God. I ain't trying to debate with nobody because I don't believe in arguing about the Word of God, but (laughs) I got a lot to say. This chick got something to say. So one of the segments that I want to do for this episode, I wanted to do um, a seg- segment that you want to find on random episodes called Transparency Moment. Transparency Moments is where we just take a couple of moments just to be transparent, you know, just to let you know that we're still human. You know, we, we do still fall short. We still have some issues going on internally. So um, I decided that on this podcast, I'm going to take not every every episode am I going to be transparent because you can't let the world know everything that you're going through. So um, I decided that I was going to add transparency moments to some of the episodes. So this episode, I'm going to add a transparency moment. So in my studying, I was in Romans chapter 7, and I was reading how Paul was talking about how he has a constant battle going on in his members where the very thing that he wants to do that he don't do and the very thing he don't want to do that's what he does and he he talks about how um, there's a war going on in his members where his flesh his carnal mind his spiritual mind are at constant war within themselves and I as I was reading I started to think about myself and I'm like um, I go through that too like the very thing that I'm like, God, I don't want to do this no more. I don't, I, I don't want to keep messing up because every time I do this, I have to repent. I have to apologize. I have to come to your throne, and I have to. I don't want to do it no more. And I know when I when I fall and I, I mess up, I'm, I'm I beat myself up, and I, I just I'm just broken hearted because I fell prey to the to my own self, my own lust, my own thinking, my own desires. So I thank God because God God allowed Paul to go through the same thing. And he wrote about it. So when I go through it and I read it in the world, I'm like, okay, Paul went through it. What's Paul's remedy? What did what did Paul do to like to, to, to stop 
the war, even though it's, a, it's going to be a constant war. But he said that we have to die daily. Daily we have to put our flesh under subjection. Daily we have to go before God. Daily we have to ask God to guide us and teach us and, and even uh, provide a way of escape. Every day we have to do this thing. So this is my transparency moment for today. That I, I too, like Paul, have an internal battle where the very thing that I said God delivered me from, saved me from, don't allow me to fall back into I find myself doing it. I find myself going back to the very thing that I just prayed about. So when I wrote, read Romans 7, I was like, me too. Me too, God, me too. On every episode of this podcast, The Real Spell with Desire, every episode you are going to have biblical truth. We are going to bring you a segment of biblical truth. No, I will not be preaching every time. Maybe sometimes I will, maybe sometimes I won't. Whatever God does, that's what God does. But um, we're just going to bring you some biblical truth. Now today's episode, The Biblical Truth, is asking the question what is worldly what is worldly so the question is what is worldly now why did i come up with this why did god give me this so the other day we were in bible study and somebody had brought up the corinne hawthorne's music video won't he do it yes he will that's how won't he do it and they begin to talk about how worldly she is. And I, I you know, I kind of made a face like, oh, okay, I don't know about that, you know, because who am I to call her worldly? You know, but then I thought about it. A lot of people do not know what the term worldly means. A lot of people don't know. According to scripture, according to the word of God, what the word worldly means the bible says study to show thyself approved a workman need not be ashamed rightly divide the word of truth so sometimes we take a, a word or a segment of a, a scripture or we take something and we just run with it you know so they were calling this girl worldly and i was like uh you know what i gotta do a segment on um the term worldly now when we think about worldly in the in the traditional sense, we think about how people dress, how people style their hair, um, how people um, people's verbiage. Somebody told me that I talk too worldly. How I talk is too worldly, and I kind of took offense to that because I was like, "Hold up, I'm not from the deep south." I'm from the hood. I'm from Jersey. You know, so Desire talks like people in Jersey. I talk like preachers in Jersey. Talk like Christians in Jersey. Because that's where I grew up. That's where I that's where my vernacular comes from. My vernacular doesn't come from the deep south. It comes from Jersey, which I noticed in the deep south they talk a lot different 
and how we talk in the hood, like where I'm from. So a lot of people, they misinterpret the term worldly to be something completely different. Now, the Bible says that there's three enemies. We have three enemies. That is the devil. Everybody know about the devil. You don't even have to know about uh, Christianity or Jesus or walking holy. You don't have to even know about that to hear about the devil. So we have the devil. Then we have the flesh. Then we have the world. Now, we it's obvious when people are um, devil worshipers, and you know, because they're going to tell you that's what they do. You know, when somebody is carnal and they're fleshly, you know, I mean, you're not going to always see it because a lot of people are carnal and don't even know that they're carnal. But that's not even what we're talking about today. I'm going to do that for another segment. But the world, that's what we're talking about now. When traditionally speaking, when people think about the world, they think about, they look at uh, secular stuff and then they kind of compare it to themselves. They kind of compare it to themselves and say, okay, well, that must be worldly because that's not how I am. Now, I have been saying for the longest time, you know, I try to defend my generation because I'm an 80s baby. I wasn't born in the 70s, wasn't born in the 60s, wasn't born in the 50s, 40s, you know, 30s. So I was born in the 80s. So there's some things that us 80s babies do, know about, talk about, understand, things that we wear is going to be different than somebody who was born in the 50s. So the breakdown between what's generational and what's worldly, it, it, there's a very thin line because now people are looking at stuff that are generational as being worldly. I look at Pastor Mike. Pastor Mike is one year younger than me. Pastor Michael McClure, you know, I got it, I got it. You got it, you got it. We got it, we got it. Pastor Mike, he um he's one year younger than me. And I'll, I'll watch his videos. I even, um in January, I even join Rock City because I wanted to be a part. I was like, I know I can't go to the church because kind of distance, so I can't go to the church, but I want to be a part. Like, let me know when y'all doing something in South Carolina because I'm going. So um, I, I watch um, Pastor Mike, and somebody has said, I like what he says, but he dresses too worldly. And, of course, I'm going to defend him because he dressed like me. That's how I dress. I wear the hoodies, the sweats, the jeans. I, I wear that type of clothes. That doesn't mean I'm in the world. You know, and then people get on the pulpit and say, these preachers are becoming too worldly, trying to win, win the youth. Like, maybe they're not being worldly. Maybe they're being themselves. Because I, I, look, I look at my mom. My mom was born in 1947. She was born in 1947. She's from New York. She's from Brooklyn, Brownsville. She's from the hood hood. You know, she lived in the projects in Brownsville. So my mom's style comes from where she's from. So now we have another breakdown. Now we have a breakdown in culture. 
we have a breakdown in culture. My, my mom, she was raised in the hood in New York. And then you have people who are raised in the deep south. So all they know is what they know. So anytime they see something that's not uh, familiar or different than what they know, they automatically think, okay, this is not what I'm used to. So this must be worldly. This is not what my mother taught. So this must be worldly. How she dresses isn't what I'm used to. So it must be worldly. Now my mom taught top dresser. I haven't met a 70 year old. She, she passed in May. She passed away in May. Haven't met a 70 year, 70 year old that dresses better than my mom. Like my mom popping. She was popping. But because she wore ripped jeans, she wore hoodies. I mean, she didn't wear it to church, but she wore it on a regular basis. Like you see, you used to see my mom out in the store when she was, my mother was on dialysis dialysis and she used to go to people in dialysis they used to be like i could tell she's not from around here because of how she dressed she dresses really really nice so people look at personal style and they try to line it up with what they're used to and say that must be worldly i, w- I was told how i talk my vernacular is worldly i don't use any profanity I don't use any profanity at all. You know, I do talk in slang, but that's how, where I'm from, that's how we talk. We say, yo, I'm like, yo, man, don't let me get excited. I get excited, you really hear it. So what is worldly? What is worldly? Worldly is not the way we dress, the way we talk, our hair color, whether we have piercings or tattoos. Uh, Worldly is referring to our thinking pattern. Romans 12 verse two says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we are called to renew our mind so that we would not think like this world thinks. What? Think like this world thinks? I didn't think that was worldly. And and because the next scripture, verse 3, it talks about we have to think soberly. I might have to be thinking so soberly because it talks about, um, I don't have my Bible in front of me, but it talks about um, for man to think of himself more highly than he ought to. It's about our thinking pattern. The world's thinking, the world's precepts. There's so many movements out right now. There's so many uh, philosophies out right now. God doesn't want us to ascribe to these things because what happens is when we start thinking like the, uh, the um, what do you call those people that, the, the Israelites, the black Israelites, you start thinking like them. And, or thinking like the, um, I can't think of these uh, five percenters, that's what they call. We start thinking like the five percenters, thinking that we are as gods. We are God. We are goddesses. We start thinking like that. Now we're thinking contrary to the word of God. Now we're, our actions are going to follow. 
whatever a man thinketh in, in his heart, so is he. So our actions are going to follow. So we are going to cause a separation between us and God. And anything that separates us from God is sin. So what does the Bible says about worldly? The Bible is talking about our thinking. The New Testament says it so many times about, um, about let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Because they knew already that the world's philosophies and the world teaching have a, it's, it's appealing. It's, it's a, the Bible says in the last days, men will have itching ears. And they won't, they won't, um, they won't want to hear sound doctrine. They won't want to hear good teaching. So we have to have the mind of Christ. It, the Bible even says, I believe it's, I know it's in the Old Testament, but it says, um, they that stay, keep their mind on Jesus shall be kept in perfect peace. So a lot of times when our thinking is off, we end up in chaos. We end up in disarray. We end up out of order and disorder so what does the bible mean what does the bible mean when the bible says worldly it means taking on the character the thinking patterns the thinking patterns of this world not the dressing patterns not how they dress because the only way now I, this this might ruffle some feathers but the only way that we all could dress the same way, we would have to go back to Leviticus and say, okay, what garments do the Levites have to wear? Because that's the only way we're going to come to a complete decision, a, a complete um, unified decision. If we go to Leviticus, if we think about Jesus, when Jesus was on this earth, Jesus look like everybody else who he was serving what god manifested in the flesh was walking on this earth and he looked like everybody yes oh how do i know oh you don't know how he looked because you wasn't there the bible says that the soldiers they couldn't identify who jesus was so they told judas go kiss him so that we'll know which one to go arrest. That's how we know he looked like everybody who was around him. With the Pharisees and Sadducees, they had their, their garments or whatever. They, they felt like they were higher and more mightier than, than the, the others. And Jesus was like, nah, I'm, I'm going to chill with y'all. I'm going to sit around with y'all. They even tried to shame him for eating at a house of a known sinner sitting at the house of a known sinner going to eat with them letting the 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 woman the sinner woman the bible says she was a sinner woman come and wash wash his feet with her hair they got on them for that they called jesus beelzebub they said that jesus christ was worldly they judged him wrong because what they did was they they took him and they measured him up to their their own personal criteria. They had a, a checklist, their own personal checklist. 
And because Jesus didn't meet their, their checklist, Jesus didn't meet their criteria, they automatically deemed him as worldly. What? The whole God deemed as worldly? I would rather be called worldly, the, the worldly that Jesus was called. Jesus was called worldly. They tried to shame him. No, I'm sorry. They shamed him by spitting on him. They they beat him. They did all this junk to Jesus. Why? Not because he did anything wrong, but because he didn't fit into their criteria. So who are we? Who are we um, put into shame because they didn't fit into our box? Who are we uh, deeming unworthy? Because they don't dress the way that we think that they ought to dress. Who are we deeming unholy? Because they didn't fit into our 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 religious box. What is worldly? Worldly is thinking patterns. Jesus, when he when he walked on this earth, he said, I gotta do, I gotta be about my father's business. I must work the work of him that has sent me while it is day, because when night cometh, no man can work. Jesus ain't say, I, I ain't going to do no work until I get my, my robe like the Pharisees and Sadducees. I, I'm just going to sit in my hand. If Jesus was to do that, if Jesus was to say, I'm not going to do nothing because I'm not dressed apart, we would be living in a completely different world. We will, be, we will be in a place of disarray, chaos. But he said, nah, I got, I got to do the work. I got to do the work. I don't fit I don't fit into their, their box of religiosity. Yes, I'm called worldly. Yes, they call me Beelzebub. Yes, they call me, uh, 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 they call me all kinds of names. Everything under the sun, they call me. But I got I to gotta work that got to be done. I ain't trying to impress y'all by dressing fancy. Now, he is whole, the whole God. God manifested in flesh. God took himself and put flesh on his own body and came down in 42, 40 and two generations. So if he wanted to, he could blow on a sheep and make himself a, a beautiful robe. He could snap his finger and be dressed in gold and diamonds if he want to. But he said, nah, I want to look like the people, the people who I'm serving. Because you know what? When I, when I look like them, they feel a little bit more comfortable being around me. They're okay with talking to me. They know that I'm, I, I'm, I'm with you. I got you. So to answer the question, what is worldly? Worldly is our thinking patterns. If they do not have the mind of Christ and they think as the world thinks, then we, and we shouldn't be labeling anybody, but then we can say, okay, that's worldly. If Pastor Mike McClure had on, uh, Mike McClure Jr., PMJ, uh, Pastor Mike Jr., if he had on uh, a shepherd's uh, robe and dressed all in white and told people um, what what is contrary to the world word of God, would y'all accept him? 
Because he looked like what y'all want him to look like. If Corinne Hawthorne had a dress all the way down to her ankles, her fingernails covered, a prayer cap on her head, and saying something contrary to the word of God, would you say accept her? We judge wrongly. A lot of times we call people worldly. We don't know their thinking patterns. One thing we know is what they say now. What comes out of their mouth is worldly. And when I say worldly, I'm talking about the, the principles of this world. This world that we live in. Now, those preachers, there was one preacher that I, um, I saw on the news was talking about how Jesus ain't come back because people not giving enough offering. You want to call him worldly? Call him worldly. Oh, no, y'all subscribe to him. Y'all buying his books because he looked the part. What, hold up. What he's saying is contrary to the word of God. So you telling me I got to pay Jesus to return? That ain't say, I, I've been looking at that Bible right now. I ain't say, say that nowhere in the Bible. That we got to pay Jesus to return. But y'all subscribe to him. Some of these people who are teaching biblically incorrect. Y'all okay with them because they look the part. So we got we got we got to change our mind. We got to change our thinking. We have to change our thinking. Like I said, it's carnal. That's that's what that is. That's the carnal side. That's the flesh. That's the flesh. So we got to be careful. People, people, we got to be careful. The Bible says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. So do I think these people are worldly? I don't think so. No, I don't. Because they're worldly, I'm worldly, and Jesus is worldly. So if that's the case, that means the world isn't an enemy then. You got to be careful what we say. I love y'all. I love y'all. Y'all just take heed, man. Take heed. Take heed. So y'all, this concludes today's episode of Real Spill with Desire. So y'all come again subscribe um check out my facebook page the real spill with desire y'all follow subscribe whatever you got to do y'all i'm out y'all have a good day or good night or good morning whatever time you listen to it y'all be blessed i'm out peace